MSW Media. News with swearing. Daily beans, daily beans. Daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Thursday, October 24th, 2019. Today, drama on Capitol Hill as the Republicans storm the skiff. Trump lifts all sanctions on Turkey and declares victory. McConnell and Thune break with the president. Oral arguments in the Manhattan DA Mazar's appeal. A federal judge has ordered Pompeo to release Ukraine records and some lovely schadenfreude. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Amanda Reeder. Hello. How are you? I am great. Excellent. It's so hot. It, it is. is. It's hot again. It Sorry is. to complain again. That's okay. Yeah. No. Resident Canadian here. Mm. Melting. We've mm-hmm. had the air on in the room, so it's a little cool right now, but by the end of it, it's probably going to be a shit show. Oh, yeah. It'll dissipate quickly. So we're headed to LA tonight. Yes. For the Venice Underground Comedy Show. Yes. Best comedy show in Venice. Yeah. No, uh, <laughs> it's a freaking great lineup today, too. It's literally one of my favorite comedy shows, and Tamara Catan's going to be on there with us. It's his birthday, so we're going to be celebrating that. Woo-hoo! And then going to stop by Starburns tomorrow and hang out with uh, Jason. And then we're going to be recording uh, with Margaret Cho for The Beans on Friday. So that should be a lot of fun. She's so awesome. Yes, she is. I've, I've yet to meet her. I know like we run in the same circles and stuff, but this will be my first time meeting her. And, same. And she is a very lovely person. So mm-hmm. definitely follow her on Twitter. Check her out. Um, she's got shows she does all the time at Largo, which is uh, where we performed um, when we were live in, in Los Angeles as Muller She Wrote. That was a lot of fun. One of my favorite venues. So definitely get into it if you're not. Um, it's good self-care. It's good laughter. And I think she's awesome. Laughter is so good for you. It is. We like, try to make you laugh a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Laughter and kombucha. And kombucha, yes. Have you ever done laughing yoga? <clears throat> I haven't uh, tried it yet. That's all my yoga. <laughs> <laughs> you want me you to want do me to, Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it uh, it's it's built on the same principle, but very uncomfortable at times. I must say. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer this format. Yeah. Of laughter. Yeah. <laughs> not a lot of stretchy. Maybe one day when we get the video in here, we'll do some uh, we'll do some yoga podcasting. But um, I guess I don't know. That seems. Uh, I'll do some meditations for people. Seems very mm. unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're like in a it's like some, in a triumphant pose, just like ha 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 ha. It's very interesting. Some belting <laughs> ASMR, maybe. Oh my god. Mm. Good. Do you know how many ASMR videos are being taken off of YouTube because they're they're um, porn? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're not actually <laughs> porn, but like YouTube has classified them as being sexual or explicit content, even though it's just a woman like making you know, sexy noises. I mean, it is yeah. incredibly intimate. It is. It is intimate, but it's not porn. Like coach from Biden. Coach by Biden. <laughs> 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 Dude, we should set up a, a Biden, Biden ASMR channel. <laughs> My son did nothing wrong. I'm smelling your hair. <laughs> Obama. <laughs> My nose doesn't work as well anymore, so I have to get really close. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and just hair. <laughs> okay. Now that you've had your mindfulness uh, for the day, we have a lot of news to get to. It was a t- drama day. Oh, man. Uh, and a lot of... <laughs> Matt Gates. <laughs> Milkshake Matt Gates had a thing, and it's just really uh, sad and pretty pathetic. So let's uh, let's get to the news and hit the hot notes. Hot notes. Baby, 
Okay, so, oh my gods, drama. On Capitol Hill today, 22, actually ended up being 41 deranged Republicans. Um, 22 from safe red districts, by the way, stormed the skiff where the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Russia and Ukraine, Laura Cooper, was about ready to be deposed. Uh, I, Adam Schiff said that, like, earlier, like, as they were working up to that deposition, they had some, like, a Democratic caucus meeting in there. And so SCIF stands for Sensitive Compartmented Information Facility, and it's a temporary or permanent enclosed area used to protect sensitive compartmented information, or SCI. Uh, <laughs> and uh, access to SCIFs is normally limited to those individuals with appropriate security clearances. Uh, non-cleared personnel in SCIFs must be under the constant oversight of a cleared of cleared personnel, and all classified information and material removed from view um, in order to prevent unauthorized access. So if there's an unauthorized person in there, everything has to be put away and locked mm-hmm. away and you can't see it. Um, so as part of this process, non-cleared personnel are also typically required to surrender all recording, photographic, and other electronic media devices. Uh, and all of the activity and conversation inside is presumed restricted from public disclosure. So all because all these Republicans brought people in with no clearance along with their cell phones um, because of that, the room ha- now has to be sanitized, according <laughs> to, uh, uh, I just say sanitize yeah, any I room that Matt Gaetz Monsters, Inc., in. when they come in with the hazmat suit, yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> just blow everything down with, like, germex. Yeah, just follow Matt Gates <clears throat> around. And, and no offense, Republicans. Sanitize everything. We just have to bleach this whole room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, quote, this is from Eric Swalwell. He says, they not only brought in their unauthorized bodies, they may have brought in the (laughs) Russians and the Chinese. Uh, Okay. (laughs) What reps uh, Eric Swalwell said. He's a member of the Intelligence Committee. He's getting a little feisty. Yeah. Sometimes a little bit too much for my liking, I gotta say. A little bit. I felt that way in the debates, too. I'm all, slow down. Like, (laughs) it's gonna be okay, bro. Yeah. Uh, Yes, pass the torch, but... You know. Yeah, you don't have to be a dick about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Swalwell added that some Republican members held onto their phones even after the sergeant at arms asked that they remove them from the area. Rep. Mark Meadows, a uh, Republican from North Carolina, later reported that he personally collected phones from Republicans and took them out of the skiff. Um, the gay- phones or the Republicans? The phones. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Leaving the Republicans inside. (laughs) Uh, Gates also broke House rules Wednesday when his staff handed out expired congressional passes to some uncredentialed reporters. Oh, my God. Uh, The crew of HBO's The Swamp, which is a show following Gates's efforts to combat the impeachment process. And I'm, I'm angry at HBO for even doing this. Unless it's like a like laugh at him. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like how they cut it together. Just going to make him look like the person he is, which is a psycho. I secretly hope it's being produced by Sasha Baron Cohen. Mm -hmm. Like that's how I'm feeling right now. Did they do the um, Anthony Weiner? Didn't like someone do a documentary on Anthony Weiner? That was such a good documentary. Yeah. What was it called again? I I totally forget. If it I wasn't called it, Wiener, oh, then I think it was called Wiener. Actually, excellent. I think it wasn't it. Because <laughs> if it wasn't called it. Wiener, that's a fail. I don't remember. I think I don't remember who did it either. But I feel like it was an HBO thing. But my my point is that the tone of that documentary I thought was incredible because it 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 got him to admit so openly like his own befuddlement at how ridiculous of a person he is. <laughs> like he was. They were like, "Why are you letting us do this documentary?" They asked him that question, yeah. and he was like. Honestly, because like I don't know what's wrong with me. Because he thought and it would good for him. Yeah. Well, well, he he was like this is the answer he gave yeah. was at one point was just like I don't know because like if you guys can figure out like 
you know, my conduct. I don't know. Like he <laughs> just truly was like very, I need help. very self-aware for a second. It was called Wiener. Yeah, it was called Wiener. Was it HBO? It, it wasn't HBO. It it was a uh, uh, Motto Pictures and Edgeline Films. It okay, was like, I think an indie documentary. Edgeline, oh, cool. if you need someone to name your documentaries, <laughs> you know where to go. But you did it right this time. Yeah, Wiener. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Wiener ASMR. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so Gates handed out all these expired congressional passes, um, and he gave about 10 crew members and reporters expired passes to another room in the Capitol, according to a GOP staffer familiar with the situation. Uh, there is a formal process for credentialing members of the Congressional Press Corps, and those reporters and crew members were kicked out of the Capitol by police. They said, you gotta go. Uh, they drained the swamp, literally. (laughs) 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 They escorted the swamp out of the building. Oh, God. Uh, a Republican lawmaker that was part of the protest said an event of this ilk was on his calendar for a week. Uh, it's led by Matt Gates, and apparently Trump got a heads up about the stunt, mm-hmm. according to sources. Heard and now that. I'm hearing rumors uh, from some of my sources that he might have had a hand in orchestrating it, but I don't have any proof of that at this time, which would be <sighs> ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, that, and uh, you know... <laughs> When I first heard this, I was trying to put it in the context because to me, my first reaction is, wow, we have lost decorum entirely at this point. But then I was trying to think of other countries' parliaments that I see them kind of like, for example, order. <laughs> just like all the crazy shit. Order. Yeah, that happens. You need a big boy spanking or whatever. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> You're like, all right, I'm okay. like, okay, well, I guess other countries also have some crazy shit happening in their oh, parliaments. God. But yeah. Yeah. But it is just really, really insane. And Axios just put out a story. 13 of these 44 Republicans already sit on these committees. They already have access to this, including Jim Jordan. Just not Matt Gaetz. So when Jim Jordan's out there saying, this is a process I should be involved in, he is. He's he's allowed to be in there. And so that's just the most ridiculous thing. Somebody's like, oh, so this storming of the skiff wasn't in good faith? Yeah. (laughs) Also, like... Most of your Republican colleagues are against this probe anyway. So just get them to say whatever the fuck you would say and shut up. Why are you breaking in? Dude, that's what we did in college. We would break into buildings in college because we were high and had no other plans of action. Because we were high and didn't have class. Or maybe they did. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It was actually really badass activism stuff. Yes. I don't mean to reduce us to that. But my point is, is there are tactics that you resort to when you have no other means of representation, as we did in college. Mm -hmm. But in the government, that is not the case. Well, they don't really have any other reason. This is just all about attacking the process, right? Because if we look at at page 360 of the final report on the, on the Benghazi investigation, it says, quote, the committee's preference for private interviews over public hearings has been questioned, but interviews allow witnesses to be questioned by a highly prepared member or staff person. Open hearings uh, preclude in-depth focused questioning. So Schiff wasn't doing anything differently by holding closed depositions than Republicans did during Benghazi or the Clinton impeachment, for that matter, or the Nixon impeachment, for that matter. This is how things get done. Uh, and the Republicans set these rules anyway. And and, this, and the same process was followed during Nixon, like I said. But Trump knows now that he'll be impeached. So his only Hail Mary, I guess, is mm-hmm. to cast doubt with, with the public about mm-hmm. the process. So they're obfuscating. They're lying. Um, and they're doing that to that end and that end only. And as I've said before, people who resort to attacking the process um, are doing so when the facts are not on their side. And 
that there are still Americans that can't see that is astounding to me. Yeah. I mean, and again, there are Republicans that are allowed to be in that room already. Like yeah. you said, it is not like it is Democrats only. No. Republicans are not allowed here. No. Yeah. The committees, the three committees, uh, Oversight, Foreign Affairs and Intelligence. Yeah. Just they're full committees. Yep. And the Republicans on those committees can take part in those hearings and yeah. those depositions. Just making a show of it. Yep. Attacking the process and uh. trying to move the public needle on it because now it's 50% of Americans are for uh, impeachment and removal. So it's it's got it's just keeps going up yeah. and and they're just trying that's all they have because now people have close to Trump have said you're going to be impeached. Mm-hmm. So this is his only recourse. Yeah. God, I hope SNL does a sketch about that break in. Yes. They're all like dressed up as alligators or something. <laughs> Drain the swamp. <laughs> SNL's been back on it lately. I followed a love for a while, but there are recent stuff. Oh, yeah. Election years stuff. are always yep. like you have to watch during election years. Yep. Their yeah. election stuff is always usually pretty on point, I yeah, think. It's good. Especially with this content. Yeah. Some of the other sketches. But Woody Harrelson's Biden is pretty good. It's, yeah. <laughs> but the political ones are fantastic. Yeah. And they have to do the skiff storm. Yeah. Oh, please. I really hope so. Oh, God. Uh, and <laughs> this reminded me of the Brooks Brothers uh, brigade or the the Brooks Brothers stunt, which was orchestrated by Roger Stone during the recount of the 2000 election. The Brooks Brothers riot, they called it, consisted of hundreds of paid GOP operatives who descended on South Florida into the office of the Miami-Dade supervisor of elections to disrupt the recount the recount on behalf of GW of, of Bush. And at least half a dozen of them were paid by Bush's recount committee. The whole thing was organized by none other than Roger Stone and participants included Matt Schlapp, Tom DeLay, Jim DeMint, just to name a few. And they called it the Brooks Brothers Riot because of what the participants were wearing. <laughs> As described by the Wall Street Journal, quote, 50-year-old white lawyers with cell phones and Hermes ties. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny, Brooks Brothers Riot. Here comes the J. Crew. <laughs> uh, so then the, the Republicans get in there. They have their cell phones. They're videotaping shit inside of a skiff. And then they ordered pizza. And they're just like camping out in there, mocking the process, uh, basically just pissing on the Constitution. Um, and so I want to talk about some of the laws that could have been broken here. First of all, like I said, you're not allowed to have mobile devices in the skiff. Uh, I personally think, and I'm no lawyer, that this violates not only skiff security rules, but obstruction of justice, uh, obstruction of Congress, witness intimidation, maybe witness tampering. I mean, like imagine if someone was being questioned by a federal grand jury, right? And a friend of the target of that investigation got 20 friends together to do a flash mob and storm the grand jury room during key witness testimony. They'd be all locked the fuck up, right? They would have to go to jail for witness intimidation. Yeah, dude, especially when they're all like Second Amendment people too. That's a very terrifying scene. Ugh, they could have just had guns behind their back or something. Oh, that's gross. I know. I know they wouldn't. Or well, I don't know that they wouldn't. Well, you can't bring them into the Capitol building, but yeah, that's good. No <laughs> open carry. No open carry in Congress. Nope. Oh my God, they're gonna they're gonna make that a priority, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, they're gonna make. I want to be able to wield my pistol when I'm making my points. <laughs> 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 Build the wall. Yeah. Flesh piercing spikes. Pew pew. Yeah. yeah when no. someone says something, they all agree with. They can all just shoot up into the air. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Republicans. I, I know. Sorry. We're, I'm <laughs> sorry, people of the South. We're mostly. Uh, yeah. we're, we're mostly uh, I'm going with gunslinging cowboys. Really? Sam yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The voice I'm doing. Yeah. He wasn't like, he was like a gold rush guy. He wasn't even like a Southern guy. Oh yeah. 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 That's Sam? a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You know more about that cartoon than 
I do. I don't actually. No. It was like a Texas guy oh, with Texas. a big okay. ten gallon hat. And well, a... I guess Yosemite is like yeah, a, yeah. It's in California, right? Uh, anyway, whatever. Uh, not important. We don't need to talk about the origins of Yosemite Sam right now. I'm not the fucking Department of the Interior Secretary, okay? I, I, I handed that over to Commerce. Wilbur Ross takes care of it now. Uh, it, it, but that, you know, if, if somebody did that in a grand jury, it, and so I don't understand how this is any different, considering an impeachment inquiry effectively turns the House into a grand jury. So if it were you or me, we'd be in jail. Um, I think a criminal referral needs to be made. And yes, that goes to the Department of Justice. And yes, Bill Barr is in charge of the Department of Justice. And yes, Bill Barr is a corrupt motherfucker. That is not a reason to not make the referral. Get it on the record. Same thing with the pushback on impeachment, right? Well, he'll never be convicted and removed, so we might as well not impeach. I disagree. It's not a reason to forego impeachment. Just like, well, the jury will never convict is not a reason to forego calling the police on a bank robber. Yeah. Didn't it delay the hearing or the testimony by, like, hours and hours? Yep, yep, it sure did. That's obstruction of Congress. And a waste of everyone's time and money, ultimately, too. Yep, absolutely. Uh, And, uh, you know, even if they made a criminal referral, I'm sure Barr would never indict any of them. And if he did, I'm sure they'd use the speech and debate clause to weasel out of it. And the speech and debate clause is not First Amendment, like, free speech, right? Speech and debate clause is a thing that says if you're a congressman and you're doing congressman stuff or a congresswoman doing congresswoman stuff or a congressperson doing congressperson stuff, you can't be, you can't get in trouble for doing stuff in line of duty. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they might be able to use that speech and, well, we were just acting as, you know, members of Congress and, and they might be able to weasel their way out of it. That's, how I think, how Nunes got out of that mm. release of... Um, classified information the dossier the Nunes dossier with the midnight run to the White House and then he he got removed temporarily from being Mm -hmm. uh, head of the committee but then got you know got back in Uh, I think it was because he used defeat the speech and debate clause so that's what happened today and Uh, I don't know if they're even still in there eating pizza it's 430 uh, on the west coast on to Wednesday so who knows but we do have a lot more news to get to Um, a lot of oral arguments today we'll we'll get that we'll hit that when we come back and uh, we also have schadenfreude later so stick around after these messages we'll be right back this episode of the daily beans is brought to you by our friends at beta brand who says work appropriate can't be comfortable well not only can you look sharp and be comfortable but you don't have to sacrifice style with the beta brand dress pant yoga pants you can have all three They have a style to fit every taste, including straight leg, cropped, boot cut, skinny. They have premium denim, and my favorite, their eight pocket pants. And Beta Brand pants are made of four-way stretch pont knit fabric that moves with you, so they feel like yoga pants, but they have dressy details like real belt loops, pockets, faux zippers, and buttons. And they come in dozens of colors and patterns. Uh, I have four pairs, all in black. Uh, I travel with them because they're wrinkle-free. You can't wrinkle them. They fit um, perfectly. They're totally stretchy, very comfortable for travel. They're professional, so I can wear them to meetings and cocktail hours and live performances, and I can dress them up with heels and wear a blazer for work and then head out on the town. And with the eight pocket pants, I don't have to carry a purse. I can leave it in my hotel room, so I feel safer. Uh, I used to buy my suiting at the regular places, but then I'd have to have it tailored, and it still wouldn't fit. They'd still pinch, and they wouldn't move with me. They had itchy tags that you have to cut out, uh, and that's why I was so uncomfortable. I couldn't even concentrate on my work, and that's why I wear Beta Brand dress pant yoga pants. So visit betabrand.com beans, all lowercase, to get 20% off yours. Millions of women agree these are the most comfortable pants you'll ever wear to work. That's betabrand.com, B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D.com slash beans, all lowercase, to get 20% percent off your dress pant yoga pants so this is cool this happened today 
uh, watchdog group called American Oversight filed a FOIA request lawsuit last month for records from the State Department um, where, you know, senior State Department officials are communicating with Rudy Giuliani concerning efforts to encourage or ask for Ukrainian assistance in the investigations into Biden and the 2016 election and any effort to oust the ambassador to Ukraine, Masha Yovanovitch. Uh, a federal judge has ordered the State Department must turn those over and they have 30 days to do it. Um, U.S. District Judge Christopher Cooper said Wednesday that the watchdog group should meet with the government in the meantime to discuss maybe narrowing the request, uh, but agreed all the records were of public importance. The decision is based on the fact that Rudy is not a government employee, so his communications with the State Department can be released. And the State Department can appeal this uh, request and also or this order and then also request a stay. But as it stands right now, they have 30 days to release the documents to this watchdog group. Uh, Harry Littman says it will 100% be appealed. And even if they comply, it could be riddled with exceptions. But it's just another way in which Giuliani is an Achilles heel for this administration, having never worked for the government. Exceptions like executive privilege stuff, even though he's not, I mean, the point is that he's not entitled to those kind of protections, right? But the... Right, or classified information or, you know, redactions for certain things. Yeah. Yeah, you can't claim the same protections as anyone else who's involved with this. I have a question. If he, because this is also happening with people that are going into Congress to testify, even though he's not actually a department uh, or a department of the state, (laughs) (laughs) A, uh, a person that officially works for the government, the president or the Oval Office in general can redact documents that he's going to give and they can claim executive privilege and he can just choose to comply quote unquote with that request right that's like what people that's like what Lewandowski was doing Mm -hmm. basically oh like the president orders the state department to not hand over the documents because of his executive privilege with Giuliani or or like Giuliani's communications with Trump or something just any scenarios basically where there's a person that is not in the government themselves but has an interest in can not releasing certain protection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can they, they, they can claim that they're just adhering to, I mean, I'm not saying a hold up in court, but they can't claim that. Right. No. Well, I mean, I guess they could say executive privilege, but executive privilege blatantly doesn't cover people who don't work in the government. Right. Yeah. But people are still, or heads of state. People but, are still doing that though. Right. Because that is what Lewandowski was doing. Well, yeah. And like Trump is like, uh, you know, saying, you know, you can't hand over a Mazars because I'm I have this blanket immunity yes, or whatever. So yes, yeah, exactly. he, he can appeal and say, and that's probably what he will say, but he will lose. Yeah, yeah. totally. But it, it just w- takes so long for them to lose. It's fucking annoying. <laughs> I know, I know. It, it's actually going really fast. A lot of these are going really fast. They just seem really <sighs> slow because it's months and, and meanwhile, yeah. like every day, it's just a shit show fire hose of news that comes at your face. Yeah, so, totally. so it's 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 tough to deal with, um, and that's why we're here. Hang in there. Um, it, it will happen. It just takes a long time. It's mm-hmm. tantric justice. <laughs> Makes it seem so much more sexually satisfying than it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know it's not asthma, but that's what I say. Asthma. Yeah. Asthma. Mm-hmm. Asthma sounds like a person with a certain accent saying asthma. Yeah. <laughs> I got the asthma. I can't even... <laughs> That's how that, that's how William? shallow that reference goes. I don't even know Have what person <laughs> would say that. Way? Watched an ASMR video? Uh, um, no. Yes. You have? Okay. Yes. I made fun of them for so long. I was like, well, what are these? Whatever. And then one night out of curiosity, I put one on when I was like just chilling in the tub and I was like, this is so mesmerizing. That's how I was with porn for a long time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like made me feel weird that I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I have a, my therapist <laughs> has recommended no those videos to me because I have misophonia. 
Oh yeah. So oh, that's right. About yeah. What, about what specific sounds? Chewing, chewing sounds. Chewing. That's the common one. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, we talked about this when we when yeah. we walked up uh, in were we in Seattle? Yeah, and I looked think at we're the in Seattle. Needle? Yeah. Yes. Smacking sounds or like the equivalent of stirring a pot of macaroni and cheese in your mouth. That sound <laughs> or like someone eating a banana with their mouth open. Oh oh oh, oh my god. Uh, that no. Who Do you likes feel, that? Um, enraged. Like that's yeah. Enraged. That's... I'm the. I'm a very chill person, uh-huh. like most of the time, right? Uh-huh. That gets me rages you out to yeah. level ten, like <sighs> immediately. It's like the closest thing I'll ever experience to some Hulk shit. <laughs> it's crazy. You know, it's freaking crazy. I'm getting mad this. right now thinking <laughs> about it. <laughs> I was talking to someone about this recently, and I was like, I wonder if I have misophonia. And she goes, no, you don't. You get a little annoyed. You you don't like this specific, like, I don't like the sound of people scratching fabric mm-hmm. or like a dog scratching carpet, mm-hmm, like, makes mm-hmm. me a little annoyed. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I know you don't have misophonia because you don't rage. Yeah. And I was like, that's very intense. You're right. I don't. Yes. I get mildly annoyed. So yes. that mm. sounds bad. It is. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so those Sorry. are the only ASMR videos that I've been prescribed. <laughs> to, like exposure therapy. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Maybe we could try that with Republicans or something. <laughs> Expose them to exposure therapy for their voices just to like try to get to a point where i can at least listen to them for five seconds to we try to, to reason with them sit and we have to you have to watch fox news for an hour yeah every day. fox news asmr yeah just just to get over the rage you know because if you can push through the rage then maybe there's some light on the other side of talking to them just but like at this Tucker point Carlson i can't even hear whispering it. at you like this whole thing is a witch <laughs> just, tuck, oh just tucker carlson open mouth eating a banana <laughs> I will find him, dude. <laughs> I will come after you if and I your listen. family. <laughs> oh, oh that's horrible. Uh, let's see what else. Tuesday, Trump talked out of his butthole again on television. <clears throat> this time, he decided to lift all sanctions on Turkey, which he never really put on him in the first place, while defending his decision to withdraw U.S. troops from Syria. Trump is actually trying to sell his massive error as a victory when it's actually Putin who wins here. Um, and he, as he just made his own deal with Turkey regarding Syria and the Kurds. So... He gets to shape the endgame now with serious civil war. Uh, quote, let someone else fight over this long blood-stained sand. This is Trump. Uh, How many Americans must die in the Middle East in the midst of these ancient sectarian and tribal conflicts? He's reading from a teleprompter. After all of the precious blood and treasure America has poured into the deserts of the Middle East. This is totally written by Stephen Miller. Yeah. Or, I even, am commi- even him, like a poet. <clears throat> I am committed to pursuing uh, a different course. Wow. So he's rolling up all the wars in the Middle East into this one mm-hmm. thing. U.S. ground troops arrived in Syria in 2015. Uh, there, were, there was never a 30-day time limit. Six Americans have died in that effort. And, you know, that's horrific, but it's not the bloodstained sands of the Middle East that we faced in the Iraq War. Right, or which is what, like Afghanistan you said, he's War. trying to roll this up into and just hope that people won't know the difference. Yeah, or Desert Storm or the, you know, the surge or oef oif ond any of those things that you know um started way back and the u.s trained the kurds to fight isis this isn't an ancient sectarian tribal conflict it's isis in syria and and despite a spokesperson for the kremlin warning that if the kurds don't vacate they'll be steamrolled by turkish forces trump says countless lives are being saved as, as a result of our negotiations with turkey an outcome reached with without spilling one drop of american blood no injuries, nobody shot, nobody killed. I have just spoken to General Moslem, and he was extremely thankful for what the U.S. has done. Could not have been more thankful. That's the general for the Kurds. So, and the other thing I don't like is he keeps using the word sand. 
Yeah. And I think that that's a dog whistle, personally. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe I'm t- t- reading too far into that, but he's always like, we spilled too much blood in the sand. They're over there playing in the sand, all the sand, you know, and yeah. I, it just hearkens to that. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of like really huge racial slurs that involve mm-hmm. that word for yeah. sure. And that's kind of what I'm thinking. He keeps yeah. pa- he keeps using that word over and over again. Well, yeah, it's 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 to reduce their humanity exactly. by connecting it to an oft-used slur. Yeah. Right. And also trying to create this image that these people live some sort of more primitive life. Yes. Mm-hmm. Less important. Yeah. Not like not human. Yeah, easier to look away from. Right, yeah. just like how he he talks about rodent infested and vermin mm-hmm. and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so no punishment for Turkey, no sanctions. We abandon our allies. ISIS has a foothold again in Syria. Putin gets what he wanted all along, which is a path to putting a flag in the Middle East. Um, Turkey, Russia, Iran, and Assad are all taking a long-term view here, where Trump looks no further than the next news cycle. Mm-hmm. Um, they're thinking, you know, generationally. Mm-hmm. He's thinking, how do I get people to stop talking about Ukraine today? Um, it's insane. We've totally t- surrendered to our enemies and abandoned our allies. And, and this is huge and big. And he's out there claiming victory. It's gross. Um, and, uh, and, and then to lift all sanctions when we had a press conference last week where Steve from the Department of the Treasury said, uh, we have these really rough, tough sanctions, rootin' tootin', pew pew sanctions. We're not going to impose them yet. But we have them ready to go. Right. Locked and loaded. Blah. And they never imposed those. And then Trump was like, oh, we could raise their tariffs again. On aluminum steel, nah, never did that. Um, kept them at the same levels they've been, and then now he's saying no sanctions. Yeah, they're lifted. Whatever, if they were even dropped in the first place. I think they imposed like two sanctions on like four guys. No banks, which is how you actually sanction a country um, to get them to hurt their economy. That's um, for show too. Yeah, just to get for the show. haters to be quiet. Yeah, I, I mean, for anyone that's paying attention to just in regards to Turkey and Russia. When the Mueller investigation was first starting, there were two countries' names that were in the front of the news cycle over and over again, and that was Turkey and Russia. And now, fast forward to this point in time, Turkey and Russia shaking hands, working together, making a deal. It's like anyone that watches this and doesn't think, huh, what a weird coincidence that those are the two countries that... CNN and the crazy liberals have been talking about this whole time. Like, you think we could have predicted that this moment was going to happen and we were, like, setting ourselves up or something to criticize this one thing? No, this is, like, a very, very long coordinated effort between Mm -hmm. multiple countries to have military offenses that are going to benefit them all politically, and they've just been doing it in front of us for years and years and years. Yeah, and then he turns around uh, under the the umbrella of bringing the, the the troops home and sends them to Iraq, who, by the way, said no thanks. Uh, We didn't ask for that. And now he's sending troops to Saudi Arabia to guard the oil fields and says, quote, Saudi Arabia is paying us for that as if our troops were Trump's to sell. Um, Bernie Sanders said, last I checked, Congress never authorized our troops to be deployed to secure economic resources. Putting U.S. forces in harm's way for that purpose is illegal. Um, So and Trump has no authority um, to deploy troops to protect oil, but he's doing it anyway. Uh, It's and then, you know, saying the reason that he pulled everybody out of out of syria was to bring the troops home mm-hmm. it, yeah then they're, they're not coming home <clears throat> no they're going to more dangerous places or being paid mercenaries to guard oil fields for another country mm-hmm. that's and and uh, by the way they're paying the u.s they're not paying the troops i mean they're paying the troops what they earn what mm-hmm. they make but they don't get they don't get see that money that's not like hey by the way you go guard this you get some oil mm-hmm. you get some oil shares in saudi arabia and it doesn't work that way mm-hmm. 
he's using our troops. It's gross. Uh, I remember protesting the first Gulf War. That was like a no blood for oil. And now it seems like they're like, all right, great, oil. Let's go guard the oil. We can spill blood for oil. Sweet. Uh, and and it, it's just open, out in the open and blatant. Because, I mean, I guess at least when Bush did it, he wasn't like, we're going to go get that oil. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trying to pretend otherwise. Because, he, yeah, weapons of mass destruction. Oh. Mm-hmm. So then, I, or, you know, it, back in the first Gulf War to liberate Kuwait. We're going to liberate Kuwait. Again, it's a shifting of the Overton window to just doing things out in the open. Yeah. Being like, what's the point in hiding it? Mm-hmm. You know, this and, is what we're doing. And Lindsey Graham was like, I'm so great that we're helping protect Saudi oil. We're going to get a piece of that oil. And you're like, how is this just cool now? Yeah, we're not like shareholders in Saudi oil. Oh. Are we? Probably we are. Are there like... <laughs> Trump might be. Are there combative efforts on the ground right now that are currently happening in Saudi Arabia? Well, do you remember when there was the explosion in the Saudi oil fields and yeah. it was Iran? And I'm putting yeah. explosion in Iran in air quotes uh, because I think that that might have been a staged a devised thing, thing. Mm-hmm. yeah so uh are there i don't know but if that was a real attack by iran on the saudi oil feeds then they're in harm's way yeah and if it wasn't then what are we doing right yeah exactly <clears throat> i'd be curious to see well when you say they're getting paid to be there the u.s is getting paid yeah Typically, I don't know how the, I don't know how the military works. Really, when we go and support other countries for whatever for a blanket number of causes, let, like let's say it was a humanitarian crisis or something, would we get we wouldn't get paid by that government? No, we would just be there on principle, right? Yep. And but, so, unless it's a humanitarian crisis or or effort, and, and if for it's, a, if an important geopolitical reason, right. For that or a geopolitical reason that affects the U.S. specifically, not in ways that are just upholding our allies or financially, our new allies. Or in a humanitarian way. Right. Um, Yeah, we're just... There would be no cash transaction involved. we're just protecting the business interests of a human rights abusing dictatorship. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. The the ones that killed Jamal Khashoggi. Yeah. Yeah. That's them. Don't let women live their fullest lives. No. To say the least. I mean, at... That's a, at the end of the day, too, that's like just another contract, right? So, I mean, that's money coming to the U.S. from another country in exchange for something. Yeah, maybe one day we'll get to see those conversations. Yeah. Also, Les, do you think that Canada's perfect on this? Justin Trudeau sold arms to Saudi Arabia? In case y'all didn't know that. <laughs> I did not know that. Now you do. Well, Thank you. what are Canadian arms, really? I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's a valid point. Take some ice skates, eh? Here's some cheese. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> I think they were like... The I, comedian in me can't help not... But. I think we sold tanks, actually, yeah. to them. Some tanks. From You're what welcome. I, from, what I, yeah, from what I know. There's a lot of protests of that, too, but his reason was like, well, we already had a pre-existing deal. Yeah. And I was like, That's not a good answer that's it yeah he mm. was like well there was already a deal before i became prime minister and we were like well now that we elected you could you not <laughs> he was like eh, deal was already happening sorry guys so yeah and and i can understand that that's mm-hmm. why obama gave all that money uh because we had owed that money mm-hmm. to iran um uh, from a previous deal yeah so mm. yeah things are complicated i don't know what we're buying from iran but <laughs> yeah a western country's relationship with saudi arabia is so interesting considering how much we condemn other countries for similar abuses and yet we 
cooperate with Saudi Arabia on all sorts of things. Well, they're all making millions of dollars on this nuclear reactor shit, you know, mm. and who knows what else. And Nader setting up um, the, you know, with Joel Zamel and the August 3rd meeting to set up the social media manipulation through, mm-hmm. you know, the Israeli Mossad groups, Wikistrat, Psy Group, and Black Cube. They got election interference help, you know, and then they have right. probably, as the Saudis probably also helped try to blackmail Bezos. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that goes on yeah. that they use Saudi Arabia for. And, yeah. and so Trump owes them. He's compromised. Mm-hmm. That's the whole thing. And just across decades, too, it's like, on principle, we could severely lessen our ties to these countries that have a big stronghold over oil, right? But we don't do that because renewable energy that could easily replace our dependency on foreign oil is unacceptable to them because then they would lose their stake in this very corrupt game that makes them a lot of money and gives them a lot of influence over time. But even then, the United States is now the top oil producer in the world. It's not like we lean on Venezuela or Saudi Arabia or Iraq or anybody for oil anymore. Right. Not that we should lean on anybody for, we shouldn't even lean on our own oil. Like you said, we should be going to renewables, but Mm -hmm. that's not even an excuse anymore. Yeah, but it's like having a, a hand of cards to play in this geopolitical global deck of corruption that is tied to the industry and the resource. Yeah, Nice geopolitical global deck of corruption (laughs) (laughs) Um, big picture do you guys ever just get like feelings of sadness that there are so many amazing engineers and scientists and brilliant people who are held back from implementing green technologies i do yeah that sucks i think about how amazing it would be if people were able to like implement all of that stuff to mm-hmm. their fullest ability mm-hmm. if, if, we, yeah. if they had government support behind it. Well, it's it. like how I got the SADs when I mailed my tax stuff in, knowing that it doesn't go to scientists like that to right. help create renewable, renewable energy. It goes yeah. to rich mm-hmm. oil fuckers. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I saw um, something that Australia is doing, I think, and it was, it's just, it's a very simple concept. It's a giant net. Is it net. a kangaroo court? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a giant, it's a giant ass net that just goes at the end of like a drain system going into the ocean. So the water can pass through and it just collects all of the bottles, right? And yep. cans and trash and everything. And it's like, that is such a simple concept that every single drain that leads to an ocean should have. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a freaking net that grandma could knit. It is like <laughs> the easiest looking thing Make to implement. Make grandma knit again. Yes. And, like, <laughs> and, and the fact that we're not doing even simple stuff like that, you know, I mean, I think that lends itself to a much larger issue. But totally, it's like the funding. They have to fight for funding so hard, I imagine, to even do the research that would lend itself to, to more renewable energy. You know, it's like people always say you, America went to the moon so quickly. You were like, we're going to go to the fucking moon. We're going to make a plan and we're going to go. And I just, I want to see like this country. And it's part of the reason why I like living here. Like I know I shit on the States a lot, but I like living here for a reason. And it's because there are so many like smart, amazing, like people, people with a mission. And to see such brilliant people being held back from this because they lack support from their government is such a bummer. Like, mm-hmm. it's one of the great things about living here is people are super motivated and entrepreneurial about a lot of things. Yeah, and then think about those working in the government, NASA, USDA, mm-hmm. other people who I won't mention that, you know, can't do what they want, like yeah. what their mission is. Totally. Uh, because they're being stifled mm-hmm. um, in, in favor of privatization. Yep. Uh, we'll be right back with the stunning oral arguments in the Trump v. Vance case over Trump's tax records at Mazar's. 
This episode of Daily Beans is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative, tech, and entrepreneurial skills. You can take classes in everything from photography and creative writing to design, productivity, and more. And there's something for everyone. Whether you're returning to a longtime passion project or challenging yourself to get outside of your comfort zone or simply exploring something new, Skillshare has a class for that. Uh, I just signed up for a class on how to delegate to get outstanding results. Um, I've been trying to do everything myself and have always had a, t- a tough time letting go of tasks. But the, the great interface and applicable content on the Skillshare platform made it easy for me to learn that new skill. And that is why lifelong learning is so important to me. I'm often daunted by trying new things because I'm pretty set in my ways, but Skillshare makes it easy. It makes it easy to learn these skills that I need to manage my time and my tasks. So join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for our listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right. Skillshare is offering the Daily Beans listeners two months of unlimited access to thousands of classes for free by heading to Skillshare.com slash Daily Beans. So sign up now. Go to Skillshare.com slash Daily Beans. Again, Skillshare.com slash Daily Beans to start your two months free now. You'll be glad you did. Okay, so today the Second Circuit Appellate Court heard arguments starting this morning at 0700 on the best coast in the case of Trump v. Vance. Uh, This is the case where the Manhattan District Attorney, Cy Vance, is investigating the Trump Organization for falsifying business records in the hush money, catch and kill cover up. Uh, And the DA has subpoenaed Mazars, a third party accounting firm, for eight years of Trump's financial records and tax returns, both personal and business. Uh, Trump sued to block. Trump lost and then appealed. Um, And that's currently where we're at. And now there's also a stay uh, in place to prevent the subpoena until the appellate court rules. Uh, At the opening of the hearing, Judge Katzman, a Clinton nominee, read out an agreement between the parties to say the subpoenas for um, for Mazars have now another 10 day stay after this court's ruling to give Trump some time to petition SCOTUS. So right up front, they already think Trump's going to mm-hmm. lose. <laughs> uh, and this because you don't need to petition SCOTUS if you went on the merits in the appellate court. Uh, this entire hearing is kind of framed in that feeling from beginning to end. And then uh, Katzman asks Consovoy, that's the lawyer for Trump, um, to walk the court through the facts of his case. And Consovoy notes here that the district attorney has refused to say whether Trump is a target of the subpoena or if it's just others in the Trump org that aren't the president. And he makes this argument throughout um, that if the DA would just say that Trump isn't the target, they'd drop their appeal. Uh, and, and the DA is like, we're not going to say that. Mm-hmm. So uh, Judge Droney then chimes in. He's an Obama appointee and reminds Consovoy that the Office of Legal Counsel member memo under which Trump's team is claiming blanket immunity doesn't include subpoenas and investigations, just indictments and everything that happens after. Uh, otherwise, the Nixon tapes would not exist, right? That whole case would that would not exist. And Trump's lawyer then said in the Nixon case, Nixon was a third party and not the subject. But Droney says, uh, just like in the Nixon case, everyone knows the president is the ultimate target. And um, then we hear from Judge Chin, another Obama appointee. So we have two Obamas and a Clinton. And uh, Judge Chin asks Consovoy if his position is that the president's immunity is absolute. And Consovoy says yes. So Chin continues to press him. So if the president commits a crime, no matter how heinous, even if it was before his term in office, no prosecutor could investigate it. And Consovoy says yes. Oh, my God. And then Consovoy argues that if we allow this, then all 50 states could investigate the president. It would put undue burden on the presidency. But Chin says that opening the floodgate in Clinton v. Jones when they allowed the, the, you know, the president to be sued on, on civil suits, uh, that didn't cause that to happen. To which Consovoy replied, not yet. History will judge. 
What? Yeah, it could, could happen. But no, it won't. It <laughs> hasn't. Um, then the judge says, well, if you're saying only federal courts can investigate the president and the state DA here is out of his jurisdiction, aren't there federal courts in every state too? Couldn't that pretty much shut down the government if all the you you know United States attorney's offices flooded the thing? And and Consovoy just kind of uh, didn't. He sort of balked on that answer. So then he's done. Consovoy's done. Then Dunn comes up. Uh, that's the lawyer for Vance and the Manhattan DA, and told the court that Trump's lawyers told them that they would never ever agree to release Trump's tax returns under any circumstances. So he's mm. like, that's where we're at right now. Okay. Uh, and then Katzman asked Dunn if the DA office commits to preserving the confidentiality of the documents, because that's one of Trump's arguments. It will do irreparable harm to me, irreparable harm. Uh, and they're like, no, this is the grand jury. It's secret. It's secret. This would not do irreparable harm to you to get these documents. Maybe later down the road, but that's not what we're talking <laughs> about right now. So he, Kat, Katzman asked Dunn uh, if the DA office commits to preserving the confidentiality. And Dunn's like, yeah, we do that because that's the law. <laughs> and also, just want to add, there's no privilege for tax returns. Privileges for policy discussions with other government officials. They're making this up, Your Honor. That's all we can say. That's what Dunn said. Mm-hmm. I wish I could see the judges' faces when they said that, when he said that. Dunn then challenges Trump's ambiguous position that he's a citizen and a sovereign and notes that the district court judge ruled the state does have jurisdiction here. And then Dunn asks, what if the president pulled out a gun and shot someone on Fifth Avenue? Would the police be disabled because he's the sovereign? Would the local police not be able to stop him because he's the sovereign? And the the word the sovereign freaked me out a little bit. And remember how I said in the beginning that this entire hearing seemed to be framed with evidence that the Second Circuit would rule in favor of Vance by, first of all, starting starting out granting a 10-day stay so Trump could have time to petition the Supreme Court? Well, here at the end of Dunn's arguments, Judge Katzman says, well, this case seems to be bound for the Supreme Court. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Dunn replied, I think both parties see that as an as an inevitability, Your yeah. Honor. Because they're going to rule against Trump and obviously they're going to push it up to the SCOTUS. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was the, that's kind of what everybody sort of knew going in. Mm-hmm. But then came the closing. And this is the most shocking shit I've ever heard. Uh, and I mean, I've only been reading court documents and following this shit for a couple years now, but Holy shit. Judge Chin asked Consovoy about the shooting on someone someone on Fifth Avenue hypo, which is he calls it a hypo, meaning hypothetical. Mm-hmm. Let's listen to that clip. 4638. Mac, you have that clip. In this clip, he says, what about the f- shooting someone on Fifth Avenue? Would, would anybody be able to investigate him? He's like, nope. God. So back in 321. So there's Trump's lawyer saying that if Trump shot someone, he could not be criminally investigated while in office. That is what came out at the end of this court case today. That's their actual argument. Yeah. Well, I mean, to like step back on that at all would just, you know, weaken. Yeah, exactly. So they kind of, I guess, like have to. It's not a good narrative to fall back on. (laughs) Right. But I just love that the judge was like, let's take that hypothetical shooting somebody on Fifth Avenue. What happens? Yeah, let's take it to the extreme that your client took it to first. Yeah. That your client said out loud on TV. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And he literally said, no, you wouldn't be able to investigate him in any way, shape, or form for shooting someone on Fifth Avenue while he was the sitting president. Oh, my God. I mean, sometimes attorneys just have to take such extreme stances like that, you know, but that's absurd. 
That's so... How do you even say that with a straight face? I know. I mean, Trump... The, everything to do with Trump is theater of the absurd. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. All of it. Hmm. Yeah. That's... Yeah. That's his argument. I could shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue and I, I wouldn't be... I, w- I could avoid investigation because I'm the president. And I'm the only one in the country that that can happen with. Yeah. Well, I hope that that whole section makes an appearance in the SCOTUS decision and they can comment on that because I can't imagine any Supreme Court justice would hear that and hold their tongue about the implications of that. Yeah, if they even hear the case. Uh, I think you need to have four judges agree to hear it. Uh, I think it'll go up in January. That's my time frame. Um, God, it's so long. Of my understanding of the time frame. Uh, I think the worst outcome for us would be seven to two in favor of Vance. I, I only see Kavanaugh and maybe um who's the who's the pubic coke can guy clarence thomas maybe <laughs> or uh yeah i you know i mean i i can't see anybody else voting for that I, i'm i'm i would say eight to one but i'm saying seven to two to give myself a little patty yeah i can't i mean i can't even see i hope kavanaugh wouldn't vote for that either or not vote but you know what i mean i would hope yeah he's a <clears throat> he's a wild card I mean, he's he's kind of got his job by saying the president has absolute power over everything ever. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't put it past him, but this is just absolutely ridiculous. And the fact that that statement came out and that went into the on the record, you know, that Kavanaugh would now have to agree if this were the ruling that you could shoot somebody in the middle of Fifth Avenue and not have an investigation or be prosecuted because you're the president. Right. I don't see it happening, but I'm looking for a 9-0, but I'm going to I'm going to say 7-2 just to give it a little. Yeah. Well, what is the case that stands to challenge the OLC memo again? When does that when does that get heard? Well, that could be this one. Um, and it could also be the... That is this one. The one that Matta was talking about? Yeah. Yeah, that's this one. That's this one? Mm-hmm. Damn. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if it, if it gets determined in another court, then maybe it would be like... Oh, if useful. If it's before January, one? then it would be yeah. useful. Yeah. Um, and January is just a prediction, right? That's just a, yeah. a no source-based prediction yeah. for me. The, well, the SCOTUS will definitely choose to hear that. I can't see that they would choose to not hear it. They might not. They might go, mm I mean, they could say that it's too political given the impeachment inquiry. Couldn't they? But yeah, then, or they could say there's just no merit here mm-hmm. and kick it back down. And the, lower, and the lower court's decision would stand. Yep. So that would require, I mean... If Kavanaugh's a pro-Trump guy, then him, the, him and other people that are Trump sympathizers would have to vote to take it, right? The SCOTUS? Yeah, that would only be logical. It would seem if they want to, if their end goal is to block that, then they would want to hear the case so they could potentially make a decision that would reverse the decision of the lower They'd court. They'd have to, yeah. But you'd have to have four, yeah, justices mm-hmm. agree to hear the case. Yeah. And I don't think that there there maybe there's four that would agree to hear it, but there's not four that would vote. I I wouldn't even go like I said past two mm-hmm. that would vote for that. Uh all right, we got some great Schadenfreude. You're going to love it. Stick around. 
Hey, it's AG, and I want to tell you about how Privacy.com saves me time and protects my identity online. Privacy.com is an amazing service that lets you shop online using virtual card numbers instead of your real ones, protecting your information from the baddies. So every time you shop online, your personal information is made available to merchants and like metadata partners, usually without your consent. And if you're shopping in an open Wi-Fi network, all bets are off. Uh, it's 10 times worse. But Privacy.com is a free tool that helps you manage your finances online without sharing your actual personal and banking information. So here's how it works. Works. Privacy.com encrypts your info using virtual card numbers so your real banking information is hidden. That way, if the transaction is compromised, it's not your actual card, so you don't have to cancel it. You don't have to go and change your card everywhere that you use AutoPay. It's super convenient. And the best part is, unlike credit cards, Privacy.com does not sell your data to huge vendors. And they have other tools, like allowing you to spend set spending limits with certain vendors so you can monitor your budget. So head to Privacy.com slash DailyBeans, D-A-I-L-Y-B-E-A-N-S, to sign up and start shopping. And as a special treat for our listeners, new customers will automatically get $5 to spend on your first purchase. Yep, that's free money to use on any online purchase. So go to privacy.com slash daily beans and sign up now. All right. So check this out. McConnell basically called Trump a liar, but he didn't. But what happened is he says he doesn't recall Trump having any discussions with him about his phone call with Zelensky. And that's after Trump told reporters in a helicopter conference that he talked to McConnell, who told him his phone call was perfect. (laughs) And McConnell's like, I didn't have that discussion. And that's an interesting break, right? And now Republican John Thune, the a-hole that just blocked another election security bill, said that the Bill Taylor testimony does not look good for Trump. Um, Senator Michael Bennett from the Intelligence Committee, Democrat, is saying he has seen cracks in the Republican stronghold. I feel like people have been saying that for weeks, though. We need actual real Republican senators with spines to, like, stand up and speak out. Yep. Uh, we need to get another Republican contender for president. I mean, why not? You know, he's he's becoming <laughs> he's becoming indefensible. You know, mm-hmm. I I could see, and I, you know, I don't want to give anybody ideas. This isn't original. I didn't come up with this. But if Nikki Haley ran as the Republican primary Trump, I think she could actually beat him and do a really good job and fare better against any Democratic candidate than Trump could. Yeah, why aren't there any Republicans trying to primary him right now? Given the fact that this, I mean, there are, there are. Okay. Bill Weld, Joe Walsh. Yeah. Yeah, we've also talked about those states like shutting down the opportunity for primaries already. They better scramble to get something organized. Yeah, can they reverse that decision if the (laughs) I say shut down more states because I don't want a Nikki Haley to come in and make it harder for a Democrat to get elected. Yeah, just kidding. Don't do that, guys. I would rather (laughs) run against Trump, to be honest. Seriously. Oh, yeah. No, totally. Can they can the states reverse the decision that they made to not hold primaries? I assume. I assume they could. Yeah. I don't see why they wouldn't be able to. I don't think it's like a once I, you change your mind, like once I walk <laughs> out that door, I am not coming back. I mean, you are never going to see me again. Mark my words. Yeah, they just have to scramble to get the budgeting and resources together to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird. I mean, with this happening during first primary is hundred days away. An election, yeah. This it's really weird because it's sort of like, will he be eligible to even run? Right. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird time. But I'm excited. The first primary is 100 days away. I feel like there's just going to be this swell of awesome. I can't like, believe it's <laughs> Dem energy, like tidal wave, blue tsunami that everyone's so. just going to ride until the election. And <laughs> when I was watching Canadian election coverage the other day, <laughs> the announcer was like, it's been 40 hard days of campaigning. And I was like, oh, <laughs> God, Fuck. God, I miss Canada so much because we have super strict rules around how long campaigns can be. And we, we really should have yeah. that, too. Yeah, yes, we have we super strict campaign finance laws and when asked about it it's because they're like oh well it's too stressful to have a campaign drag on forever it's bad for the public and i'm like yeah and you oh stop God. governing because you're running exactly exactly yeah mm. 40 days could you imagine term limits 40 day election what cycle. would we have to talk about 
We wouldn't have anything to talk about anymore. <laughs> I don't know. We could talk about how long Jesus was in the desert. <laughs> was it 40 days? We could talk about how long it rained. Also the, 40 nights? Yeah, 40 days and 40 nights. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're right. No, I, I I am excited for what I hope is a big blue wave. I really do. And I hope it starts in Iowa and just makes us feel our, better all year and gets better and better and better. gives oh, us God. this kind of hope too. Yeah. Like the, fa- the fans of our show. Do mm-hmm. you guys see the thread in last night in our group? Mm-hmm. I, um, it was awesome. I, I posted in our group, um, you know, introduce yourself in our new Behind the Beans mm-hmm. Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, what are you guys doing to stay sane? Like, tell me something about yourself. And it was just like a flood of people who were all just like, I'm from a red state, but vote blue. Fuck yeah. And I was like, yes. You know? It's nice to hear. It's nice to be part of that community. Mm-hmm. Really uplifting. Yeah. And, and people who are motivated to get the fuck out and vote. Yeah. If you want to be a part of that community, yeah. you can <laughs> join us on Patreon.com slash The Daily Beans. Wasn't it so yeah. uplifting to yeah. read those, man? It was, it was, it makes it, it worth was. it. And all the, and all the pet pictures and all yes. the, because we, I mean, we, t- we do talk about, you know, Mueller related stuff. We talk about um, non-Mueller related stuff. Mm-hmm. We talk about Daily Beans related stuff, mm-hmm. news, you know, election politics. But then we have like non-politics posts where it's just like a feel good sort of yeah. self-care yeah. moment so that when you're scrolling through social media getting angry and ragey you can actually come to this group and be like doggies yeah we had like 400 comments of people being like these are the things i do to stay sane and i was like i needed to read this that's awesome yeah love our community yeah, yeah we should too. maybe start like a do a a thing where we can uh bring people in at a dollar again or something like that yeah um, when we when we do our hard launch in in january mm-hmm. um and when we do, yeah, like, make do it more our accessible. video launch and stuff like that um, because we started that way and then everyone was like, you gotta, you're undervaluing yourselves. And I was like, eh, no, we're just trying to be more accessible. So you know, we'll think about that. And I think that that's a great idea. So yeah. look for that up and, you know, cause the holidays are coming. We're going to restructure a bunch of mm-hmm. stuff. We're going to get our video link up. We're going to do a neat thing in the studio and start rotating guest hosts. And Jordan's going to start writing a lot more news. And it, I, we're like, I'm really excited about where it's going. And Me we're going to do a hard launch um, in January. Hard probably relaunch. The, probably the middle. Mm-hmm. Well, we did a soft launch. Mm-hmm. And so we'll do a hard launch in the middle of January. And, and maybe, we, maybe we can do that for like the first week or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so that'd be great. Yeah. Look out I, for I, it. I've seen a few notes from people being like, you know, it's hard for me to afford even the three bucks. So yeah, I think that would make a lot of people really happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we do make special exceptions, you know. Yeah, totally. Just hit us up. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely just message us we're not a company of 300 people there's like four of us yeah Yeah. (laughs) and also if for whatever reason you couldn't make the dollar also twitter is like a great free platform for everyone to come together to and interact with us as well yes and we do have our page too just the muller she wrote page yes totally and our email so no matter what you can find a community and we have a daily beans page now too right twitter page no uh facebook Facebook page page. yes we do Mm -hmm. Uh uh-huh all right, another thing we learned today, Parnas, one of the four men indicted in the Ukraine scandal for making straw donations to a Trump PAC and a Republican congressman who, in turn, wrote a letter opposing Masha Yovanovitch. Anyway, uh, they, you know, he wanted her out. We learned Parnas had to turn over bank records as a condition of his release from custody. And that release, according to Joyce Vance, raised a lot of law enforcement eyebrows and led folks to conclude he was cooperating, me included. Uh, then he got out on bail, and I was like, "Gope, guess he's not cooperating." But then Joyce Vance goes on to say the orders setting Parnas's condition of release confirms cooperation, mm. at least to some extent. It says on October 18th, the United States and the defendant entered into an agreement allowing for modification of the terms of that order. Those amended terms are set forth below. Mrs. Number one, Mrs. Parnas will provide certain bank records to the U.S. Mr. Parnas will complete within seven days of his release a financial affidavit. 
Mr. Parnas will execute an appearance bond of a million dollars to secure his attendance at all proceedings. Mr. Parnas's bond will be additionally secured by handing over bank records before his release. And Lev is required to secure guarantees for the appearance bond from three additional persons who are not related to any co-defendants. He has to get three other people. Uh, Also, $200,000 cash. Also, GPS monitoring and home detention. So he gets some ankle jewelry. Um, Number seven, he can only travel to court. Southern District of New York, Eastern District of Virginia, and Southern Florida. Uh, he has to surrender his passports. Uh, he can ha- he can have no contact contact with his co-defendants, and everything in the prior order must also be followed as well. So that uh, order came out. I looked at that order, and Joyce is like, "Hmm, this looks like a little bit of cooperation." It does. And his wife is his wife in the states also, or is she overseas? I don't know where Svetlana is. Yeah, that's her name. I'm not making fun. That's this is a great gymnast Sve- name. Svetlana I'm not Svetlana Shaming. Yes, yes. She's Russian now. That's okay. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. Yeah. So that's Parnas. And we have news about Fruman. Apparently, he has hired former federal prosecutor Todd Blanche to represent him. Uh, that makes Blanche a very busy man because he's also representing Paul Manafort in his financial real estate fraud case aye, being brought aye, by aye, the Manhattan aye. District Attorney. So he has a different attorney than Lev does. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and then, wait, get this. But Wait. Uh, in an initial hearing in Alexandria, Virginia, the day after Parnas and Fruman were arrested, they were both represented by Kevin Downing and Tom Zenley. If that sounds familiar, they should because they represented Manafort in his 2018 Virginia trial where he was convicted on eight felony counts by Dude, the why jury. would you go back to the guy that lost so hard? <laughs> but wait! <laughs> Who represented Levin Igor on the congressional subpoena of their documents related to Ukraine? John Dowd! Mm. So are th- I think there's just like five lawyers in the world willing willing to represent these assholes. That's true. The losing streak doesn't really matter. <laughs> the ones <laughs> rotten their soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Hey, you're the only one, and yeah. you're really expensive, so you must be good. No, they're not really. What if Lev is cooperating and Igor is not? Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. But, they they represent- that, but they were But they were. Do that prisoner's dilemma thing? Yeah, but other like all other roads lead to them being represented by the same people and it having lo- some sort of like, yeah. Hmm. It looks like it. They couldn't get Burke, so (laughs) they ended up with Downing and Dowd and... um, Sidney Powell's too busy. Sidney Powell's too busy trying to blow up Flynn's plea agreement. I haven't heard anything in that case for a while. I'm interested to look that up. And finally, it's time for a little schadenfreude. Schadenfreude! We'll leave you on a happy note today. The Florida Pro Chapter of the Society of Professional Journalists, SPJ, the United States' oldest and largest journalism advocacy organization, has trademarked the term fake news. So every time Trump uses the term incorrectly, the organization will send him a cease and desist, (laughs) uh, saying, quote, fake news is not news. So when the president uses the term to discredit real news, he's now in violation of the trademark and we will send him a cease and desist letter. (laughs) (laughs) That's really funny. I know. That's awesome. Some good petty bullshit right there. It's really good. I appreciate it. So that's the show for today. Any final thoughts? If there, well, this is, sorry, just continuing on that schadenfreude. Uh, Is there a dollar amount attached to those violations? I don't know. They can just rack it up like a bunch of parking tickets. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's just a million dollars. Like a warrant issued. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Consovoy's like, that's what gets him. Yeah. (laughs) But parking tickets? Yeah. Uh, that's funny. We got him. Uh, yeah. Any, any, any final thoughts? If you're going to Politicon just as a person that listens to our show and is also going to be there doing your own thing, please hit us up. I've already had some people hit us up, and it'd be great to see you. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going to be this Sunday, the 27th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we'll be there Saturday, too. Yeah. Just we'll be there out. all weekend in Nashville. First oh, time in Nashville. Yes. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. Yeah. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I guess that's it. Uh, yeah. I don't have any final thoughts other than to take care of yourself, take care of each other, take care of your mental health, and take care of the planet. I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. I've been Mandarita. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by AG and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com. <laughs>